Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the star and Pandora. Today's show will focus on the moon and Artemis. about stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above, Myth Tarot Love. Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Yay. So we're doing an episode today uh, about the moon and... Uh, one of Biddy's favorite goddesses. Yes. <laughs> uh, which one is, of or the or maybe the yes. Um, yeah. So we're we're talking about Artemis today. Boot and Di- yep. Artemis slash Diana. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Artemis and Diana. Uh, Not influenced maybe. by my name at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, named after a goddess, she is. <laughs> yep. A little bit. A little bit. And a superhero. Oh, what was it? Goddess, <laughs> superhero, Woman. princess. Oh, yeah. Goddess, superhero, and, and princess. Diana is a very powerful name. But I go by Biddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's short. <laughs> Fact. Fact. Right there. Yeah, everyone calls her Biddy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So today, I want to do a shout out to Lucia. Yeah. Uh, you've been commenting on all of our stuff on Twitter, and we think you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so other things that we'd like to talk about is maybe some of the other ways that moons, the moon has been an influence, mm-hmm. right? Like, one of the things we're thinking about is maybe talking about the moon signs in astrology. Yeah, because most people know about the sun sign, so like Leo, Scorpio, or I guess... Yeah. Those are moon signs as well. Yeah, they're all, like, there's constellations, right? So you've got Leo, Virgo, actually right now we're in Virgo, mm-hmm. just just FYI, <laughs> just so you know, for your information, we're in Virgo. Uh, next is Libra, and then Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aqu- uh, <laughs> yeah, Capricorn, yeah. Uh, you've got Aquarius, Pisces, Aries. Etc. 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 Twelve of them, and mm-hmm. they repeat all the time, and that's normally depending on how the sun travels through the year, right? right. But the moon is also traveling through those signs, uh, and whatever sign the moon was in on your birthday, we call that your moon sign. And normally, in a chart, you look at the moon sign to see how you deal with emotions, and also dreams. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like emotions, what kind of dreams you have. And uh, they say also that in a man's chart, the moon uh, influences what kind of woman he's attracted to. Interesting. <laughs> so like they would be looking for a woman in that sign or with or like those a, qualities? A, more like a sign? woman with uh, with those influences, okay. right? So you can have a sign, you can be a sun sign and then have like a strong... Uh, like ascending in another in, the, in another sign and a moon another sign so like all the all, all of those different planets in different signs kind of all work together and they have different influences on each other as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of like oh uh, so for example a man who has a moon in Gemini they would say has uh, 
an attraction to chatty women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, maybe in like being social and also, uh, but also um, matters of the mind. Like he would be attracted to someone for uh, stimulating conversation. Okay. For example. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So look at your... Your partner's moon sign. If, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Well, like, you know, superstitions, but also Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Yeah. The more you know. (laughs) And and the more you know about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, Astrology. So normally they'll say, like, the moon sign. So, like, top three as an astrologer. Like, I I also dabble in the astrology (laughs) arts, you know, Rose likes... Like both the tarot and the, I do it all. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so a little bit of everything. I actually have a moon in Gemini. <laughs> right. So I, I, I also enjoy kind of like, t- uh, so my emotions, my passions, if you will, are kind of uh, driven by knowing a little bit about everything. Oh, okay. Uh, that whole. Uh, Where is? Yeah, think... master of none. Like, oh, <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, what is that called? Trait. Yeah. 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 <laughs> saying yeah i think mine mine's a libra i think oh maybe that's why we get along Could our be. emotions are compatible <laughs> yay <laughs> i right. show that i like balance that it, I yeah need balance the, the, driven by that that yeah. finding balance yeah yeah um, but the moon card today also that we're fairness. talking about yeah oh, libra is also about being fair and justice oh okay mm-hmm. anyways yeah so the moon we're talking about today is a card that also deals very strongly with emotions. Um, I think every time moon is used as a symbol, it normally has something to do with emotions. Okay. Um, but in this case, the moon in the tarot actually uh, has a few other meanings. It can also mean illusion. It can mean uh, seeing things not quite as they are and needing to look deeper. Um, it can be about using your intuition. It can, it can mean quite a few things. Um, essentially the idea is that the star has shown you a path, right? And now you are traveling along that path under moonlight, but you don't really know if it's the right path. In fact, because, uh, the moonlight will sometimes make things look a lot scarier than they actually are, right? Yeah. I always think of, you know, when I was a kid and trying to fall asleep at night and I'd look around my room and I'd see all these scary things. I turn on the light and okay, I'd still do this, but <laughs> who am I kidding? It's not just about being a kid, but like, and then turn on the light. It's like, Oh, it's just a blanket. Okay. And then turn off the light and then you're like, okay, don't let my imagination get away from me. Yeah. Well, like if you even think about if you're going for say a walk at night mm-hmm. with moonlight as opposed to the sun, yeah, it can be a lot more difficult to see where your path is leading or even to see your path at all. Exactly. So um, the moon is kind of that that state of being on a path and kind of starting to stumble through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might think you're on the right path and then suddenly when the light comes on or like when the sun eventually rises, um, because that's very much a promise in the moon, by the way, is that the sun is eventually going to rise. It's coming the sun is coming, and it is coming. It's the next card, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sun is coming, but um, until that happens, you don't quite know where you are. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's describe it a little bit. We have yeah. um, we have three cards, actually, of the moon from three different decks in front of us right now. First, I'm going to describe the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. 
So we have, um, all right. So there's there's quite a few symbols happening in this card. It's it's very, very symbolic. So you've got uh, first this moon. Uh, that's a great big moon in the middle of the top card, like at the top of the card. Uh, but it also looks like a sun. Mm-hmm. I was noticing that. Yes. So, is there a purpose? Yeah. This is actually um, this is actually a meaning of illusion in itself. Is that uh. the moon is it's kind of saying like the moon is pretending to have its own light, hmm. but it's not. It's actually using the sun's light. Right. Right. So we have this idea that the moon is not even using. It's not. The moon is not as it appears. The moon isn't actually glowing. It's actually reflecting the sun's light. So this is kind of like a reminder, at least for me when I see that, is that it's like, okay, you have this great big shining light in the sky, but it's not as it seems, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that right there is that first symbol of illusion and maybe even being misled, right? right. Um, downwards, you have, like, or along the center, you have this path uh, that's going off into the distance and... Um, there's these mountains, like a mountainscape, um, and then in the foreground you have a wolf on the right and a dog on the left, and they're both howling at the moon. Which is again kind of like natural, or like yeah, what we would think back of in to nature. nature. And it's it's kind of interesting to think about how dogs, which are this tame creature, um, are still kind of overtaken when they see the moon, mm-hmm. right? And it's this idea that. Um, what is tame becomes wild underneath moonlight, mm. right? Um, it's like a reminder of the wildness maybe within, within us. Within us, exactly. And they do say that when the moon is full that we get a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? Yeah. There's uh, And there's always been that kind of like connection between wolves and moons. Yeah. And the moon, right? Um, and then you have um, at the, like, at the, the bottom of the card, you have this pool and out of the pool is emerging a crayfish. And this crayfish very much symbolizes the subconscious and the subconscious coming out of, uh, you know, a pool of water actually normally does also represent the subconscious. I like to think that this is actually the same pool as the star. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Like the same pool that the, uh, the woman had her foot in that she was um, like walking on before. In this case, you have a crayfish that's actually emerging from it. And the crayfish also represents overcoming fears as well. Like um, part of the the crayfish's growth cycle is to actually shed its skin. So it's like shedding who you were Mm. in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like that process involves, um, it's a really difficult process for the creature, right? So it's kind of like uh, needing to overcome fear in order to move forward and grow, right? Mm. And these are yes. oh yes. Sorry. <laughs> so Vidi was just pointing at um, the towers. So this is where I was. I've always thought this was a really interesting connection here between the moon and the death card. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the very last trial in in the major arcana of tarot, right? So we have. Um, so this is kind of like we're seeing the gate again. So we went and we saw the gate originally in the death card. Mm-hmm. And that was the descent into the underworld. Right. If you will. Yeah. And now we see the exact same towers appear in the moon. Right. And it's almost like if you were to look at the death card, um, you'd actually almost see the moon in the distance. Mm-hmm. Right. This, the same 
image. It's in the same position as it was, but it's just much closer. Exactly. Now. Yes. Yeah. So now we're actually we've reached uh, a path that it looks like will actually get us beyond that. Um, beyond that underworld Mm -hmm. there. We're almost out. We're almost out, yeah. Okay, so that's the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. I also really want to talk about the moon card in the dragon, the Celtic dragon tarot. Yeah. um, Because it's just so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful cards I've ever seen. Um, And it's this dragon who's dancing in a full moon, like the light of a full moon. And he's dancing on top, or she, she's dancing on top of a mountain of or a mound, if you will, of roots, right? Of tree roots. Mm -hmm. And I very much have always seen this as meaning that the situation goes deeper than we can see. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and the the idea of, like, dancing on top of a tangle of roots is this idea of, like, letting your wild side just kind of get the better of you, letting your emotions Mm -hmm. get the better of you, Mm -hmm. and ignoring how deep a situation actually is or ignoring the reality of a situation. Yeah, what's interesting is that he has one foot on the root, so it's almost like he's dancing, but he still has one foot grounded in the situation, maybe? Yeah, like, but barely. Oh, barely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Barely grounded, but there is still, Hmm. like, there is still the reliance on those roots, right? Right. Um, Yeah, I've always thought, oh, it's so easy to trip there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we have this other card from the Fairy Tarot. Yes. Uh, is it actually called Fairy it's Tarot? Not. It's not. So called it's called Fairy the tarot. Hidden... Um, let me see. Journey into the Hidden Realm. Journey into the Hidden we Realm. We just call it the Fairy Tarot. <laughs> we keep calling it the Fairy Tarot because it's got, like, all these fairy-like images on it. Yeah. Um, so this is a woman with, with horns. Like, once again, I think kind of... Um, Maybe making a reference to the stags of uh, Artemis, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she is crawling along a path that's lit by a very sl- slender moon, um, kind of just the slightest appearance of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's crawling along this path, and I kind of see this as like this idea of like just trying to get through this last ordeal, and mm-hmm. even though you don't really know where you are, and like there's a lot of emotion in it. Uh, the mm-hmm. way, like the way she's kind of dragging herself, like she's still going forward. She's still but going forward, but tough. there's there's definitely this image of like it being a difficult situation. Yeah. So we have three very different interpretations of the same card. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean when you happen to get the yes. card? I might hear you ask. <laughs> <laughs> so it almost always means you have to look at the situation from a different perspective. Okay. Um. So, like, if you have a positive reading, for example, it means that, hey, things aren't as great as you think they are. You should probably protect yourself okay. from uh, what's what's lying underneath. Like, things aren't as they seem, essentially. Okay. But it can mean the flip side, too. Mm-hmm. If you've had a very negative reading and you get the moon, especially if it says, like, conclusion card, saying, hey, you know, you know, it's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> Uh, you should look at things from a different perspective. Um, but it also very much is like, I, I've, whenever I've gotten the moon, it normally comes to a person who really needs to be encouraged. Okay. Right? So it's saying, follow that intuition of yours. Moon is a very mm-hmm. intuitive symbol, right? Mm-hmm. It's saying logic can only get you so far because, hey, you can't see anything. If you keep trying to imagine what's in the darkness, you're going to get 
you're gonna let your your emotions will eventually take hold mm-hmm. right so it's this idea that if you keep trying to ignore your subconscious as well um, that's when you really will be misled because uh, your subconscious will end up manifesting as as fears and desires anyways mm. and if you are constantly ignoring it then well you're essentially being led by your subconscious instead of choosing where you want to go and that's not good either no it's kind of creating this darkness for you if you will yeah but what like i said before there's also this promise that the sun is coming mm-hmm. um and it's also this is saying hey this is your last trial before enlightenment before you you reach that success point yeah. um and it's difficult but you got to just keep going and you have to trust your gut so maybe you could say to like in a reading that you're not quite there yet like you're almost mm-hmm. there the end is almost near it's not not quite yeah you're but... not quite there yet um like especially if it's like especially for someone who's had a really positive reading it's like oh yeah i see the ends in sight and you know there's that there's that gate out of the underworld we're great mm-hmm. it's saying hey the trial isn't over mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right? the trial isn't over there's still some difficulty um in your path and it and the difficulty is probably lying um either with your refusal to see things as they are Mm. right it's a tough lesson it is a tough lesson and it makes perfect sense to me that this comes before enlightenment yeah honestly right which is one of the symbols of of the sun right and even maybe after the star card too because that's so hopeful but it's like, okay, don't get, maybe don't get your hopes up too high. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the, the star, we need to have the star. We need to have that faith, especially after mm-hmm. the devastation that is the tower, right? The, de- the tower comes in and says, oh, look, uh, nothing is as you thought it was and everything is destroyed now, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh, shoot, well, I've lost everything. The star yeah. comes in and says, no, but you got to have hope, <laughs> right? Yeah. And without hope, you're not going to be able to do anything. And then uh, once again, you have the moon that's saying, hey, the end is in sight, but there is still a trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, it's really, once again, that card of balance, I think. Um, like, there's a lot of... there's. The symbol, um, or I'm going to say the idea of balance, uh, repeats in quite a few cards. Mm-hmm. Um, finding a middle way, if you will. Like finding, not necessarily getting too caught up, but also finding a way to balance um, your emotions with your logic and being able to see things from different perspectives. Uh, maybe even seeing things from the dark side of the moon, if you yeah. will. <laughs> so maybe like you don't yeah. have to find the perfect way as long as you find a way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> like the star, because the star is saying, hey, look, here's a path. Um, and the moon is saying, you don't really know if it's the right path, but mm-hmm. you, ha- you just have to keep going because you can't know anyways. I don't like that. I know. <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like knowing what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Like it's good. It's a good card. I mm. Yeah, but that's not life. We can't know, know. what's we can't know what's coming. Um, Just be nice. Even though it's funny because we can predict the phases of the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can predict the phases of the moon, but we'll never see what's on the other side of it. <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so okay, let's relate this to the goddess of the moon herself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's 
I mean, mean, there's a lot of symbols that relate to her. And that's just it. So, like, the more I was looking at the moon card and talking to you, it doesn't really relate specifically to Artemis. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, what she represents. Yeah, but at the same point, she is the goddess of the moon, and I think a lot of people know her as that, Mm -hmm. um, as well as the goddess of the hunt and childbirth, puberty, coming of age. A little bit of nature, too, right? Yes, wild animals, very nature and and that idea. And, again, like we said, we can see the dogs and the wolf within the moon card Mm -hmm. and the moon itself. So I feel like there's enough there for me to draw on it to talk about her today. Yeah. Well, like, Um, the the moon brings out the wolf in the dog, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... Yes, so Artemis, yay, slash Diana. So Artemis is the Greek version. Um, Diana is the Roman. They do have two different origins, I guess, but they more or less have been related now. So they're kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So one's Greek and one's Roman, but they've they have like the Roman comes from the Greek one. Kind of. Uh, they actually have their own distinct origins um and even like artemis goes back a long time um and the name isn't even greek and it goes the cults possibly go back even to the paleolithic period so before 10,000 bc um that's crazy it is so we have we've been worshiping the moon a long time a long time and (laughs) wild animals so i know um in bronze age there's this kind of wild animal mistress or mistress of the animals so sometimes they've related artemis to her so that's why i mean it goes it goes back a long ways that's cool um, which is really neat to to see that um so it makes sense that she she'd have to at least be honored in the moon card exactly yeah yeah definitely um so yeah so the moon uh, another name for the moon goddess is semele which is someone different that would be more like of the actual moon so okay and like luna right yeah and then luna would be the roman version so they would be like the physical moon whereas artemis is the goddess goddess of the moon just like apollo we'll talk about next week is the god of the sun so he's not the physical sun um but kind of lord over it that's interesting yeah it's interesting, too, because, like, I thought a lot of times gods were what they were. Like, and sometimes they, they, were they are. the lords of. Exactly. So, like, yeah, we talked about. not in this case. Not in this case. Like, we talked about Sufrasine before being yeah. temperance. Yeah. Um, Elpis being the star. Or, sorry, being hope, not the star. Yeah. So, it's. The god of hope of is hope. hope. Is, yes. Yeah. So, we, we're seeing now, especially with the later gods, or the ones that are more well-known to us, I would say, mm-hmm. they're more kind of, quote-unquote, the lord over that aspect instead of being that aspect. Yeah. Um, so, it's interesting. I don't know. I think it's interesting. For um, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. So, she is also a virgin goddess. So, we've talked about Athena being a virgin goddess. She is... Mm-hmm. Uh, Artemis is also a virgin. So, she never takes a lover. Even though some have tried. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they also fail. <laughs> Her brother also doesn't allow it. Mostly because she's taken on that kind of vow of chastity so she mm-hmm. doesn't want her he doesn't want her to go against that kind of vow yeah in her in I th- herself i think i remember you telling me a story once about how she's like the patron of um young women she is yeah yeah, yeah. so um that's how i actually want to talk about her association kind of with the moon cycles and with puberty and that sort yeah. of thing so yeah she is she is the goddess of 
when young girls turn into women, quote yeah. unquote, so that that time of puberty and starting your menstruation. And we're talking about periods. Yes. We are. <laughs> oh yeah. No, for sure. Um. So yeah. she. Yeah. So from the time of puberty to the first child that you would have, that's yeah. where she. You would call on her. Basically, you would pray to her. Um. But there's this really cute. I Aww, think it's cute. You um, pray to her. Yeah. And say, okay, Artemis, make it not hurt anymore. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> or make me baby. <laughs> or that, yeah. yeah. One well, way or the other. <laughs> but it's this idea to, I don't know, it's something interesting we've talked about. I don't know if we talked about it on here or just in our own private conversations <laughs> about how it's really easy for, not easy, but for girls and for women, we have a physical, biological Coming change, of age. Coming of age. Yes. Whereas for men, it's very different. Yeah, so like a lot of culture. Yeah, we did have this conversation mm-hmm. about how a lot of cultures will like create a coming of age ceremony because for women it's just so obvious yeah yeah like oh you have your period now. oh you're a woman, you're a woman now yeah, you didn't now have you to... can have a baby yeah it's, it's a very like you didn't distinct... have to do anything just wait mm. for it right and then but for a man they're like okay well how do i know i'm a man exactly <laughs> there's no obvious way i guess you i don't I mean, know puberty first is time well, you masturbate does that make you mad <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'm, I, I feel, to I you feel risque today. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. Um, but <sighs> what's cute is that the Greeks did have a kind of celebration um, for the young girls. Um, they had this little, oh, I can't think of the name. It's like a bear bear dance, bear hunt. It's Artemis Braurana. Brow, I can't even say it right now. Um, but they <laughs> Is would that get... our word of the week? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I butchered it, so maybe uh, it shouldn't be. Artemis uh, Braurana. Braurana? Braurana? I can't say it. Oh, no. It's too tired. Um, but basically what they would do is the girls, they would take off their like regular chitons, their dresses, and they would put on saffron yellow colored ones, and they would dance around like little bears. That's adorable. And because Artemis was like the great mother bear and so they'd like dance around and they would give her their toys is this where mama bear comes from I wonder maybe oh man maybe (laughs) would you be really cute I would be so happy if that's where the the idea of mama bear came from I can look it up we can see I'm not sure maybe it's just because mama bears are like super protective of their cubs they are but so so you know what that might be her then because she is very protective of young girls both humans and animals as well Mm -hmm. she's very protective of young and mothers you said um, quick to anger, too. Quick, very quick to anger, especially yeah. if you're going against um, one of her... One of, one of her patrons. Kind, yeah. yes, one of her own. Um, or if you see her naked. You don't oh. want to do that. Either. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a story. Um, with Acteon, he kind of came across her as she was bathing in one of her springs and didn't realize that she was a goddess, but once he did... <laughs> That wasn't really good because she turned him into a stag, and then his own hunting dogs that he had with him killed him. Oh, yep, that's awful. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of reminded of this card over here in like the fairy deck where she's she's got these stag horns on her. Yeah, so right. she's like almost like turning into one herself, or yeah, she has. It, I don't it know. almost seems like she's turning into a, an animal because like, she's crawling as well, yeah. right? Yeah, or uh, just shows that she has that kind of nature within her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. And another kind of relation to the moon card and just to 
constellation and the cosmos in general. There's another story with Artemis and Orion. Unfortunately, there are many different versions of this story. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's an old one. It's an old one, um, but there are lots. And so in some of them, he is her... Like, just a hunting companion. Sometimes he's in love with her. Sometimes he tries to rape her. Either way, they have yeah. some sort of a relationship. People get upset, either Artemis herself or her brother mm-hmm. or Gaia, and they send um, a scorpion to poison him, to sting him. Um, yeah. Like, at first you thought the crayfish might have been a ex- scorpion. Yeah, yeah, which I thought that would be pretty neat because then um, I think Zeus sends the scorpion and Orion into, again, the cosmos, and that's where we get those constellations from, is from this story but another thing yeah. that was interesting both orion and scorpio yes. come from that story come from this story and apparently um orion the, this mention of orion was in the odyssey and that's the earliest mention in western literature of like constellations oh which is pretty cool orion was the first mm-hmm. first mention mm-hmm. that's very cool just kind of neat mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah that's really cool. And another one, I don't know, it's kind of illusion, but not really. Within that story, sometimes it's um, said that Apollo kind of tricked her into killing Act, sorry, not Acteon, Orion, by saying, oh, like, I bet you can't shoot, you know, that far in the distance and hit that target, because it was really far, so she didn't know that it was him. And she's like, well, yeah, of course I can, because she's a way better shot than he is. <laughs> and so she shoots and, and, kills. and kills him unknowingly. Oh, man. So that's kind of, like, it's illusion, but not really. It's more of, like, tricking, yeah. being tricked I into guess, it. Yeah, I guess that is probably a story that is kind of similar to some of the symbols of the moon, um, of the moon card, because mm-hmm. it's this idea of being overconfident and it leading not necessarily to your downfall, but it, it damaging you somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it leading to your downfall would probably be more closer to the t- the tower. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Um, but it, it at least, like, da- damaging you, and it, this is more of a warning of saying, hey, you know, you don't know it all. You don't know it all. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. And she doesn't. And, and she just definitely doesn't try to either. Like, she knows what she's about. She's yeah. confident in that. And again, like, as a virgin goddess, I think you have to be very, like, steadfast and of course, yeah. set in your ways. And this is just the way that it is, which is kind of neat. Um, another thing that I that I just noticed in my, my notes that I forgot about, too, what's kind of interesting is that there's a branch of Wicca named after Diana, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. And sometimes they... I don't know if it was in Buffy now. I'm going to bring it up again. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> one of the spells that they say they call on Diana. Oh. In that one, which is kind of cool. Pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, how we good? We're good. I can go on and on about her. but I know. <sighs> Let's see. What else didn't I mention? Oh, so she is, the like I said, the sister of Apollo and mm-hmm. daughter of Zeus and Leto. And, and we're so, going to talk a little bit more about Apollo next week, too. We will. We'll probably talk about their birth story next week because it affects more Apollo than it does um, Artemis. But if you see a image and you're not sure if it's Artemis or Athena, way to know that it's Artemis. She normally has a short kind of tunic and hunting boots, and she'll always have a bow and like quiver with arrows yeah she's always ready to kill something always ready (laughs) impeccable shot she she has the best shot 
Right. She always gets what she wants. Like Artemis and Athena are probably like the two of the the most popular goddesses. Well, um, uh, Aphrodite, Aphrodite as well. too. Hera, yeah. most people know Hera as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she's known, but not not everyone. She's not everyone's favorite, which no. is fine. It's fine. <laughs> she's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Biddy's a fan. <laughs> a fan girl over here. Fan, fan girl and over artist. All blushing and stuff. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Is I guess that... that that brings us to the end of our episode. How are we doing yeah, on time? We're we're, we're normally at. Oh, so good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. We're perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, thank you, as always. Instead of our usual outreach today, all I'm going to ask is if you can please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell you, your friends. Tell all your friends. Well. <laughs> um, by subscribing, it helps more people hear about the show. And also, yeah, rating and review. Oh, sorry. Rating and reviewing helps people know about the show. Subscribing means that every single week we will show up in your not inbox. What am I thinking? In your iTunes yeah. thing. Majig. Oh, no. It'll make it more convenient for you. It'll <laughs> it'll just upload. There we go. It'll upload. That. It'll yeah. upload for you automatically, so you won't miss an episode. There. Um, so oh. next week's show, we're going to talk about uh, the sun and the sun god, Apollo. Our parting words for today come from American Tarot Association, as they often do, but I really liked this particular quote. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, because it talks about how it's easy for us to become illusioned, if you will. Mm. So it says this, The moon shines the same light down on everyone, though what you see when that light reaches your eyes depends on who you are, not on what you see. Mm. Myth and tarot Talk about stories, cars, and symbols.